You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. ...that makes a gift magical, so the dwarfs believed. The Queen woke early that morning. A week from today. A week from today I shall be married. It seemed both unlikely and extremely final. She wondered how she would feel to be a married woman. It would be the end of her life, she decided, if life was a time of choices. In a week from now she would have no choices. She would reign over her people, she would have children. Perhaps she would die in childbirth, perhaps she would die as an old woman or in battle. But the path to her death, heartbeat by heartbeat, would be inevitable. She could hear the carpenters in the meadows beneath the castle, building the seats that would allow her people to watch her marry. Each hammer blow sounded like a heartbeat. The three dwarfs scrambled out of a hole in the side of the riverbank and clambered up into the meadow. One, two, three. They climbed to the top of a granite outcrop, stretched, kicked, jumped, and stretched themselves once more. Then they sprinted north, towards the cluster of low buildings that made the village of Gif, and in particular, to the village inn. The innkeeper was their friend. They had brought him a bottle of Cancellaire wine, deep red, sweet and rich, and nothing like the sharp, pale wines of those parts, as they always did. He would feed them and send them on their way and advise them. The innkeeper, chest as huge as his barrels, beard as bushy and as orange as a fox's brush, was in the taproom. It was early in the morning, and on the dwarf's previous visits at that time of day, the room had been empty. But now there must have been thirty people in that place, and not one of them looked happy. The dwarfs, who had expected to sidle into an empty taproom, found all eyes upon them. Good Master Foxham, lads. The innkeeper thought that the dwarfs were boys for all that they were four, perhaps five times his age. I know you travel the mountain passes. We need to get out of here. What's happening? Sleep, said the sot by the window. Plague, said a finely dressed woman. Doom, exclaimed a tinker. Doom is coming. We travel to the capital. It's the plague in the capital. It is not plague, said the sot by the window, whose beard was long and grey and stained yellow with beer and wine. It is sleep, I tell you. How can sleep be a plague? A witch, a bad fairy. She was an enchantress, as I heard it. 
argued the fat-faced man and pot-girl. Whatever she was, she was not invited to a birthing celebration. That's all tosh. She would have cursed the princess whether she'd been invited to the naming day party or not. She was one of those forest witches, driven to the margins a thousand years ago and a bad lot. She cursed the babe at birth, such that when the girl was eighteen, she would prick her finger and sleep forever. The fat-faced man wiped his forehead. He was sweating, although it was not warm. As I heard it, she was going to die, but another fairy, a good one this time, commuted her magical death sentence to one of sleep. Magical sleep. So she pricked her finger on something or other, and she fell asleep. And the other people in the castle, the lord and the lady, the butcher, baker, milkmaid, lady-in-waiting, all of them slept as she slept. None of them has aged a day.